Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today's episode is about New Year's resolutions that actually last. Welcome back to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. It's always great to have you here. Always great to be with my buddy, John. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Ready for the new year. Yeah. How about yourself? Great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. So uh, anything special at the Bailey House during like uh, the New Year period? You know? <laughs> yeah, like probably like every holiday is going to involve food. <laughs> and football. And then, and then yeah. At of least course, if it's New a Year's, winner. New Year's is football. So yeah. College football. So. so you grew up a Florida fan. Oh, man. I am a Gator fan through and through. So, so. any favorite memories related to... The, the beginning of the year and the championship game and all that? Well, you know, it, it kind of goes hot and cold uh, with a lot of college teams. The Gators is definitely, they have their up times and their down times. But probably one of my favorites was when uh, when Tim Tebow was at Florida. Mm. I was a missionary at the time, so uh, we didn't really get uh, the, the, like the broadcast of right. the football game. Sure. And then there was a time difference. So at 1 o'clock in the morning, I go onto my computer and I'm watching like a play by play. So it's like Tim Tebow gained two yards. Uh, you know, you lost four yards from one o'clock in the morning till four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. But they won the national championship. I was by myself. There's probably neighbors. I, I woke up, you know, shouting hallelujah. <laughs> so that was probably probably one of my favorite, you know, college memories. How about you were a Georgia Tech fan? Yeah, I had the misfortune of growing up a Georgia Tech fan. You probably have more bad days than good days. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the, the goal, of course, you know, with, it was always to beat Georgia, and it didn't happen very yeah. often. It ain't had, happening now at oh, all. Well, it? nobody's beating them this year. Uh, one, like, pleasant memory for the, you know, uh, the Yellow Jacket fans, and, yeah. and it's a unique thing that actually brings my past and my present together, and that is Georgia Tech won one national championship, mm. and they had the unique experience of having to share it with another team because that was before there was a national playoff, and the team they shared it with was the University of Colorado Buffaloes. That's right. That's when like the AP writers would like yep. vote on it, and it was like it was an equal vote. Exactly. It? And so okay. they they ended up having to share a national championship. So I'm not sure if they both got one or they each got a half. So yeah, <laughs> either way. But I think they registered it. Both of them were national champions. They did. But it's, yeah. it's a tie. So and unfortunately, right now Georgia Tech and the University of Colorado Buffaloes are playing about the same. So <laughs> <laughs> let's just say. There's no national championship in the future for either team. Yeah, I don't think it's happening anytime yeah, soon. Anytime soon. Well, it's the beginning of the new year, and a lot of people will make New Year's resolutions. You know, today we want to talk about what's a healthy approach to resolutions. Should we even make them? If so, what should they look like? That sort of thing. So, what's your approach to resolutions? You know, probably a good place to start, and when you're talking about healthy resolutions, a good place to start is what's unhealthy resolutions. Sure. Because what's unhealthy is probably what a lot of us have done over the years is where, we're, you know, we make goals, and then we have, you know, a lot of goals, and then, like you said, you know, just a few days later, you haven't kept the goals, and then you're kind of beating yourself over the head with guilt and shame and, you know, oh, I failed, and then it sets you up to fail you know, probably biblically, you could go to some, you know, law-based, you know, law-based religion mm. is constantly, I'm a failure. 
Uh, whereas, you know, in the new covenant in Christ, we're always victorious through Christ. And so th- there's a little bit of that that, you know, sometimes unhealthy, you know, resolutions are when you're making um, maybe goals and they're either not realistic or they're difficult to keep. And then you find yourself failing at them. Uh, probably what's healthy is when you're going more to the areas of um, trying to you know, change overall patterns of behavior sure. rather than just trying to make, like Jesus said, taking the inside of the cup and trying to make it, you know, clean. People try to take the outside of the cup. And I think resolutions that deal with heart issues and changing long-term behavior is really probably some of the more healthy changes that you can make. I, would you agree with that? Or do you have an idea yeah, yourself? I, yeah. I mean, I, I actually find resolutions to be helpful, mm-hmm. but... I actually find the process of creating the resolutions to be as constructive, if not more, than the actual keeping of the resolutions because it it's, it sets aside a period toward the end of the year yeah. where I think about what would I like to see happen next year. Yeah. You know, and so for me, I find that to be very healthy. And 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 speaking of which, you know, like probably the number one resolution is lose weight. Yeah, no doubt. You yeah. know, and, and that's usually not really a very good resolution. <laughs> you know, the, the probably a much better resolution in that way would be I want to become more healthy. Yeah. And then I, you p- attach some specifics to that. Yeah. I'm actually going through that process now. I've, you know, over the last several months, I've, I've you know, actually observed you. Yeah. You've been eating yeah. really good and I've noticed that. Yeah. No, I'm actually on the process. And it was the same thing. I, my goal wasn't to lose weight. It was just to get more healthy. And it's been going in a good direction. That's great. But, you know, again, uh, is, does that necessarily happen because it's January 1st? And, you know, for some people, and I'm not not saying that resolutions are bad, but just, you know, if you go to Asia, their new year for, for most of them is like in February. And then if you have, you know, different even places around the world will celebrate, you know, New Year's on, sure. a, on a different time. And then there you have like, you know, the ancient Jewish calendar had a different, you know, beginning of the year. Sure. So, it, you know, I, I think, though, in our culture, it is a little bit of that leaving things that are behind and pressing towards the future. So it's I think that it kind of marks in our mentality a date that you kind of go, okay, what things do I need to leave behind and what things uh, maybe is the Lord leading me to step into? Sure. And I think if you do it in a spiritual way with prayer and direction from the Holy Spirit, I think it can be healthy. Sure. So last uh, week, I th- this is going to sound a little odd, but it, it clicked. Something you said just clicked in my mind. So last week I went to bed, put my phone on my charger. I always set it on. It's one of those contact chargers. So you just lay it on top of it, charges. Woke up in the morning to get up and go to work, and my phone was dead. And I don't mean like battery dead. I mean, it would not start. And it's a, the phone was 10 days old. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. And I was like, and, and it was a nice phone. So I was like, <laughs> this is not good. And I was traveling that day, and I was like, how do you even travel today without a phone? Like, I didn't know where I was going. I needed it for everything. And I went through a lot of stuff. I finally called the manufacturer and they walked me through a process and asked me a bunch of questions. And then they said, okay, do this, do this. Now push this button. And all of a sudden the phone restarted. I thought it was completely dead. I think of going sometimes from 
one year into the next is an ideal time to press the reset. Yeah. Yeah. It's a restart for us. Yeah. And so it's not that it, it it's it, there's nothing magical obviously about it, but sometimes that's coming back to what I said earlier. I think it's that thinking about maybe next year could be better than this year. Yeah. And I always, you know, what I the downside and I agree 100% with you on this issue yeah. about, you know, your perspective about these is that if you set yourself up for unrealistic expectations and yeah. resolutions, it'll actually lead to despair and discouragement and depression. And like you it said, can. guilt and shame, exactly all those things. And so for me, it's it's we want to be really careful about how we frame these. Yeah. But I do think there is value in the thinking through like next year, I want to be a more hopeful person. Absolutely. I, I want to be more joyful. I want to be more loving. You know, now then I think I have to think through how do I get there? Yeah. That's the more specific part. So I think that's the thing for me is that making sure when you go, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be, all of all of those things have the I in it. And where I think it's a little bit more healthy when you're praying and you're going, God, what is it that you want to do in my life in the coming year? And help me to capture that in my heart spiritually sure. rather than just, you know, what I, I, I tell you, a group of people that th this really may, uh, you know, maybe a good example. But, you know, I was a missionary in, in, um, in Europe, mm -hmm. but we had a lot of Africans that lived mm -hmm. in the area that I was in. And so, you know, you, we would do uh, always do a New Year's Eve service and kind of pray in the new year. I got to tell you, every, like the Africans that would show up for the New Year service, it was like their Easter. Mm. Every, they would all show up, and it was like, oh, it's a new year, and I need a blessing for a new year. Ah, and it was a little okay. bit like a, almost like a, oh, I need a blessing for the new year. Almost superstitious. Almost superstitious, where I'm going, hey, you, ha you have to get the context of like, you are blessed. Jesus is with you. Now, what is he leading you into? And then it becomes like it's a lifestyle of 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 growth rather than just a one day. Sure. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to resolutions. I think that there's times that you can look and go. But I think if you do it prayerfully and you're going, God, what are you leading me into in the next year? And then now you give me the strength and you lead me and give me the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to fulfill the things that you want to do in my life. Sure. I think that's a healthier way to approach it for me. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I get a chance to speak to university students quite often yeah. and I really enjoy that. One of the things I talk about, and this has really nothing to do with missions is, but it's just yeah. a leadership thing is that for me, I find that it's really healthy to prepare myself for what God is leading me into, not so much try to position myself yeah. for what God might be leading me into. So I look at resolutions or goals or whatever is that preparatory yeah. piece. So what do I need to do to be prepared if God chooses to open a door? That's right. For me, you know, I, I whether he opens a door, that's in his hand. Yeah. You know, I know that whether he opens a door for me in this area or this area, my life is still blessed. Yeah. You know, he's he's not good because he opens a door. He's good, period. Amen. But if he opens the door, I want to be prepared to walk through that door. And so then I ask myself, what are the things I need to do to be prepared for what I think God may be speaking to me about Amen. what the next year might hold? 
Amen. And understanding that January the 1st is no magical date. So those same things can happen in February or at any time in the process. And, you know, as a pastor— I would even say they should be a lifestyle. It should be a—exactly. There's a lifestyle of growing and moving closer uh, to Christ and being conformed in His image. So, you know, as a pastor, we may have some people that are pastors or leaders of organizations, but I would pray and the Lord would give me a word Mm -hmm. for the church uh, for that coming year that, you know— could be on growth or discipleship or whatever, and it would be something that the Lord would put in my my heart for the church, mm. and then we would kind of share that, and it would be something that I would constantly be thinking about throughout the year. Sure. So I I, I ask God for that related to my work here yep. at World Challenge. I ask that for my family. Yeah. I actually feel like the Lord has given me a specific section of Scripture that I'm supposed to pray daily over my family over the next year. Praise God. And, you know, I pray and believe that, you know, God will work through that. I know he'll work in me (laughs) through that, you know, which is good. Um, I I have talked about, you know, I do think that there is value in setting goals. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things I like to do is, you know, when I when I set a goal is I use a framework that I'm not sure who created it. I heard it from a guy named Michael Hyatt, Uh but he talked about smarter yeah. Goals. You interested and in, think the people listening might be interested in that? I think so. All right. Well, let's give it a shot. <laughs> so uh, it's an acronym. So you yeah. got S-M-A-R-T-E-R. And I showed I was smarter because I could remember to spell it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you knew how bad I spelled, you'd know that was an accomplishment. Um, so the S starts out with specific. Mm. You know, if, if, if goals are too vague, yeah. then they're they're not achievable. You know, it's sort of like the old, you know, years and years ago, seeing the Charlie Brown cartoon, car, um, yeah, cartoon in the newspaper that had him. He shot an arrow at the side of a barn and then went and painted the circle around it for a bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes that's how we are with our goals. You know, whatever we hit, you know, ah, that's what I was aiming for. <laughs> you know, so some, I think it's important that our goals are specific. Yeah. You know, and um, but you know, we'll talk about it later, but they have to be, you know, realistic at the same time. So specific, you know, so I talk about, you know, a few years ago, you know, I'm short. I'd gotten a little bit, I'd eaten more than I should and just realized, you know, this isn't good for me. It wasn't about weight for me. It was about health. Right. You know, I wanted to be around for my wife. And I know this sounds silly, but you know, I heard Howard Hendricks a number of years ago say, I'd never met anybody who had a ministry who didn't have a body. Yeah. And I realized if I don't take care of my body, I'm not going to have a ministry. No doubt. Yeah. And so that was a motivation for me, those two things to try to, you know, but I never said I want to lose this much weight. Yeah. I just said I want to be healthy. Right. Now, so in the specificity is like I said, okay, I'm going to exercise this number of times mm-hmm. a week. And if I, some, you know, we both have demanding jobs. If something came up and I couldn't do it, I didn't beat myself up over it. I just said, okay, well, next week, you know, I'll try to do it. And so, but <laughs> the hard part of it was, you know, I, I was exercising and I realized this is great. I feel like I'm like getting stronger as I exercise. But I, part of the health thing was the weight. And I realized I'm not losing weight like I would like. I'm, losing a little bit, but I realized I had to say 
yes to the gym and no to ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick, right? Yeah, yeah, but 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 naming it, you know, so the specificity, I, one of the things that in my own life, I was like, if I can't name it, I can't fix it. Yeah. And it's really important that I be specific enough that I can name it so I can realize what needs to change. What are you thinking about that? Yeah. So, well, it's actually, I want to put it in the form of a question. So people are listening in today and they're going, so how many resolutions should I set? And then how specific should they be? Yeah, I I think that's going to have to depend on the person. I can only give you my, you know, I tend to go. It's the way I do most things. I don't tend to think, you know, if eight or 10 are too many for me. Right. You know, I tend to go for one or two in specific areas of my life. Right. So I think of one for professional, you know, one for personal and one for family. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll put part of, I'll add a fourth one, which is one for my finances. Right. And do you find that they change every year or are you like when it comes to health? Or do you find they're like totally different or do you find that sometimes it's life battles? Like these are things that I, I battle with for years and I'm constantly having to reshape what I'm, what I'm. What yeah, I'm that's a good to. question. I think that maybe that's also a negative idea of resolutions is, is they're always to fix something. Right. You know, some of the times I look at that and I'm like, I'm already doing well in this. I just would like to do a little bit better. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm giving X amount of money away. Amy and I, you know, we're trying to be generous with the Lord and with others. And so we look at our finances, mm-hmm. we're like, we're giving this much. What would it, maybe we could give an extra 1% this year. Yep. So that's not trying to fix something that's broken. That's just trying to grow in an area. So I think that probably the best resolutions are the ones that we feel like we're making momentum in. Yeah. You know, so if you're trying to, you know, you know, it's hard for if you're an alcoholic and right. you say, I'm going to set a New Year's resolution that I'm not going to drink again. You're probably setting yourself up for failure because that's a law based approach that only grace will solve. Right. And, it, and it's something that has to be it's a life. It's a life decision, not necessarily, you know, what am I going to do this year? And there's some of those things like when it comes to alcohol, out you know, alcohol or drugs, th- those are daily decisions. Like yes, every absolutely. day you have to wake up and go, today I'm going to make, mm-hmm. you know, I went through that when, young, when I was younger in life mm-hmm. and I had to make those decisions today. I'm not going there, you know, and every day has to be kind of like the, you know, a, absolutely. a, a new beginning. Yeah. You know, so, that, but this is something that you're talking about for a year. I when I think of this, I think of like, what's a benchmark of something that I'm going, God, you know, maybe this isn't something that I have really achieved or done well, or I, I see that I maybe it's a blind spot in my life, and the Lord brings that to my mm-hmm. mind, and I'm going, hey, this year, you know, maybe I want to be, you know, um, you know, more kind to people, or I want to find joy in difficulties. Mm. So maybe things that I've struggled with, uh, helping the Lord, you know, asking the Lord to help me, uh, you know, really find success and be intentional in those areas. Mm-hmm. That That's what's worked a little bit more in my life. That's good. I've One of my resolutions for in my personal life this year that doesn't have to do with my family mm-hmm. is in the area of friendship. Yeah. We're new to an area. You know, I have... Great friends scattered all over the world, yeah. But I don't have a lot of friends in Colorado Springs. 
because I'm new here. Because you're just new, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not realistic, really, even for me to have, you know, so, but, so part of that is I can't make somebody my friend. That would be an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> I mean, for me to say by the end of the year, I want to have three close friends. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's not a smart resolution. But you could say, God help me to be more friendly exactly. and be intentional. That's where I was headed. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's right. absolutely, it's specific and yeah. it's something that leads to the accomplishment. Right. Of the goal. And it's a spiritual. To me, it's involving the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. So as a believer, you know, like, hey, everybody in the world makes a resolution. I think as believers, there's the process might maybe should look a little bit different. So we're asking God to lead us. As we're Absolutely. going into the last year, we all could make a list of all of our failures and shortcomings in 2022. And now I'm coming into 2023. And God, what's the new, fresh thing that you want to do in my life? To me, that makes more spiritual sense. And it's really going to help you to become more like Christ. Yeah, I think it's going to make just more sense, period. Yeah. Not even spiritual sense. I mean, we we are spiritual creatures and we have God yeah. helping us. But, you know, I yeah. agree with you. So when it comes so when it comes to practical ways and you're saying be specific, mm -hmm. can you give give us some advice on what 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 you mean by being specific in areas and how could you help our listeners to maybe develop some specific things to think about for the next year? Well, I th I think for me, I get here again, we can only do what I do. So, you know, it's right. not like I'm an expert in this subject, but I, I choose these four areas of my life. And then I ask God, what are the things that you'd like to see me, I'd like to see growth in, in these areas? You know, so that's personal, professional, family, and finances. That's great. So I, I, I picked those four things. Hey, could you take a moment and restate that? And maybe if if you're if you're watching today, write these down. And maybe you don't have to do all four, but I think that that's a a great way to approach the coming year. Here's some different areas of my life, Lord. Uh, here, maybe looking at each one of those and pray, God, what do you want to do in these four areas? So, can you repeat sure, those again? Absolutely. I go to God in prayer. Yeah. And I ask Him, Lord, what do you want me to see accomplished in my personal life? Amen. My family life, my professional life, and then my finances. That's because, awesome. And the finances, of course, covers all of those. Yeah. You know, and so I think if I think about those, obviously I want them Christ-centered. Yeah. You know, and then I think God gives me, can give me some guidance. Yeah. You know, my, you know, philosophy is the highest worship is thinking God's thoughts after him. Yep. So, you know, I'm asking God to enlighten my thinking. You know, so guiding me and I come up with these. And so then, you know, I'm very specific, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I look at maybe if we can save 2% more this year yeah. than we did last year, then, you know, how can I? So we talked about the friendship thing. That's my personal one this year. Right. I can't set a goal for how many friends I want. But the second part of this is, you know, if it's going to be specific, it also has to be measurable. Yeah. So that's the M. Yeah. There. And so for me, the measurable piece is I can't measure how many friends I have, but I can measure some things. So one of the, I'm reading a couple of books about friendship. Right. I'm having conversations with people about what does it really mean to be a friend? Right. You know, and what are the commonalities like at talking to people and going, okay, of of the friends that are the closest to you, what do they have in common with each other? 
You yeah. know, and then things like, well, we have affinity. Right. We have time shared. We've been through adversity together. Right. You know, those kinds of things. Then I go, okay, I can break that down and make those measurable. So whatever, you know, our like my, my trips to the my fitness goal is, you know, I go to the gym, try to go every day. Um, I don't make it every day and I don't sweat it when I do, when I can't. Yeah. And, um, and so, but the real point is I want exercise. Yeah. You know, so I want at least 30 minutes of heart, you know, elevated, sustained exercise every day. Yep. So that's a specific and it's measurable. Yeah. So. Mark, that is so good. And, you know, uh, you know, pastoring for years, one thing that I noticed with people is if their time is right and they get that right and their family issues are right mm. and then the way they spend money gets right, those people are going to grow with Jesus Yeah, because those are just three big battles that people face. If you can get those three, th- three things correct, there's maybe one I would add as the fifth. Yeah, if, please. You know, maybe somebody's watching. But, but ministry goals, like mm. as, because for, for us, you know, we're, sure. you're a full-time, you know, missionary. We have full-time ministry that we do. But there's some people that are watching, and you may be like, hey, I'm not really a full-time pastor, but every one of us have a ministry. And I think in 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 that regard, just saying, God, what is it? What area do you want me to serve in this year? Mm. And let me be consistent with it. And it may be a ministry that you maybe last year you taught a Sunday school class or led a small group, but you're saying maybe this year, God, help me to follow up more with the people that come mm. in. Let, let me to invest in their lives. Help me to be a better counselor. Uh, there may be areas that you're growing and what you're already doing, or maybe God wants to shift you into doing prison ministry or outreach, but you're really putting that before the Lord as you're praying and going, Lord, what is it that you're leading me into in this next year? And help me to get my family right, help me to get my money and my time right, and then the things that you've called me to do for you in the kingdom this mm. year, help me to do that and do it really well. I think that's great. I've discovered through the years is that responsibility is the miracle grow for Christian maturity. Mm-hmm. So when I take on the responsibility of caring for someone else, not only does it bless them, it makes me grow in Christ. And most people have the opposite idea. They think, you know, open their mouth like a little bird and expect, you know, to be fed week after week. And that actually doesn't lead to growth. It doesn't. But taking on the responsibility of ministering to someone else leads to growth. Yeah. So, Mark, that is that's really great advice. Uh, to help people as they're making resolutions. So you, you went through the S and the M. So what's the next thing that you would kind of help us with in making resolutions? Yeah, A, real easy, action-oriented. Mm, very so good. it has to be, you know, very specific to something I can do. Yeah. You know, it, it can't be passive. Right. So what, what do I need to do to make this happen? And, of course, we've talked about we're not just talking about a me-centered approach. Yeah. But – I can't expect other people to do stuff for me. I have to no take doubt. responsibility. So then the next one is it has to be realistic. Yeah. And, and just to say this as well, you know, James said, hey, we're, you know, my faith will produce action. Absolutely. So if you're walking in faith, there will be actionable, measurable things that you can go, God, you know, this isn't just this, you know, 
idea of what I would like to do, but you're putting steps with it, right? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Faith without works is dead. dead. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good, Mark. Yeah. So the R is realistic. You know, yeah. it, it, they, they can't be unrealistic. They, they have to be, you know, they say that discouragement grows best in the fertile ground between met and unmet expectations. Very good. Yep. And so, you know, that's those unrealistic things of, you know, we can't, we've got to be, you know, we've got to make sure that these are actually accomplishable yeah. goals. So, you know, I, I'm not going to go from giving 10% to 30%. I'm not going to probably lose, you know, if, if I lost, you know, 50% of my body weight in a year, I wouldn't even be healthy. Exactly. Exactly. It's not healthy. So we need to think about realistic expectations and realistic goals. And so walk through that. So we've got specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic. Number the the T is time-oriented. Yeah. So by when do I want to have this goal? So if we go back to the idea of – so for me, one of the the thing about friends is – that by March, yeah. I want to have identified a small group from my church that I can be part of. Yeah, that's good. You that's know, really good. That's will that lead to friendship? I don't know. Yeah, but it, if even if it doesn't lead to close friendships, it's still good. Yeah, it really is. I mean, when, when, if you look at this as more of a journey rather than like you know, here's the 14 things I want to to do. And then if you if it doesn't happen, you get discouraged. I think that I think it's more of looking at it as a, as a journey. Weight is a good you know most people when it comes to resolutions, weight is in there somewhere sure. to gain or you know build more muscle yep. or lose weight, but something in that area. But I find this like just as, as an example, you know I want to lose ten pounds, and some people have this mountain of I want to lose fifty pounds, but if you can lose the ten pounds. It gets you on a journey of going, hey, I've achieved that. And what I find is then you start to build a pattern and then you build, you lose the next 10 and then the next 10. But it, but you're, you're not setting this like 50 pounds Absolutely. that I want to do in two months. It's just not, it's not realistic. realistic. Exactly. And then when you fail at it, you then you give up and go back to the old pattern. Right. I use a, a, an app on my phone that, yeah. that tracks my weight. Yeah. And the reason I do it isn't. I mean, I'd like to lose a few pounds, but that's not the real reason yeah. is if I it helps me be aware of where I'm at with my health. Yeah, very because good. I know, you know, I have a family member that has diabetes, yeah. you know, some heart disease, things like that that are directly proportionate to weight. So yeah. I'm watching that just so I can monitor that way. I see upward, downward, you know, you know, movement. And so. Yeah. When so we go through the realistic, the next one, the time oriented thing is that we want to make sure we set times related yeah. to these. So you Very mentioned good. ten pounds. So you know if you're going to talk about losing ten pounds, it's probably not wise to say I want to lose ten pounds in January. Right. You know. Um. You know, for most people, they say a pound a week is a very good goal. Yep. You know, and so to say, okay, bye. You know, at the end of January, I want to have lost five pounds. Mm. 
you know, by, by February 28th, I wouldn't have lost 10 pounds, that yeah. sort of idea. And so, be consistent with it because what can happen is you can binge for a while. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, lose a lot and then gain it back and then lose it and then gain it back. And that's actually the most unhealthy thing to do. Absolutely. So the more you can put patterns of, hey, I want to eat healthy things and do healthy things, that actually is a better long-term uh, way to approach. Yeah. yeah. What we've talked about so much today is, you yeah. know, is it's really about health. Yeah. And so, so much of resolution. Physical, emotional, emotional spiritual, spiritual. Yeah. Exactly. All of those. A hundred percent. The, the second, so the S-M-A-R-T-E. So the E is evaluate. Very good. So that you have the ability of actually, so we talked about it was measurable. So then we go back and we evaluate mm-hmm. So we measure, we've measured it, but how are we actually doing? Very good. And that doesn't mean we quit. That means we evaluate and we go, what do I need to adjust? Mm-hmm. So the best, for me, the best resolutions or goals are ones that can be adjusted as necessary. So they're not a, oh man, I blew this. I'm not even going to try anymore. Yeah. It's okay. I didn't hit my goal. Why didn't I hit my goal? Yeah. Okay. Let's evaluate. What might I need to change to, to hit the goal? That's not a guilt-based approach. Yeah. It's not shame-based. It's just a improvement-based approach. Yeah. And then the last one is that we review it regularly. So I think, you know, we talked about evaluation at the end. We just review these regularly. And going back to what you said earlier, you said it's a journey. Yeah. I, I tend to think of the, the worst form of uh, resolutions is to think of them as a sprint. Mm. The best one is to think of them as a marathon. Right. And this is just one piece of a marathon. We're not trying to change to- what what we're we are trying to change, but we're trying to change into the best version of ourselves, which we understand as Christ followers is the image that God made us to yeah. be, what He wants us to be. So it's constantly asking God, God, what do you want from me? Yeah. You know, I want to live healthy. I want to live holy. Yeah. I want to live happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, no doubt. I want to live mentally, spiritually, physically whole. Yeah. All those things. So I think the goals that we set that are Christ centered, that they're about health in all areas of our life, those are probably the ones that are the most productive. Yeah. I, and, you know, just as we're concluding here, I think the word that I keep hearing from you and and I think that you know we keep sharing is is growth. So growth isn't just help me to perform some actions, but here's an area of my life that I want to to grow in as a believer. And then as you grow into that and it becomes a part of the pattern of your life, then hopefully the next year you have another area that you that God is leading you to grow in. So so these resolutions aren't just, you know, uh performance based, right. but you're growing as a person uh you know, spiritually, financially, in your ministry. To to me if the focus can be on that, then we're growing in Christ. We're growing as believers. Yeah. So the idea is more to grow rather than to just hear some things that I want to accomplish. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, we really don't disagree very much on this issue. I don't think I don't <laughs> think so at all. Would you take some time and let's pray? You know, yeah. maybe people are watching and, you know, they're, maybe they're, they're at a place where they're going, hey, should I make a resolution for this year? Uh, here's a good, healthy way to approach things. 
maybe pray that the Lord would give uh, would lead them yeah. into the to the right areas, and then give them the spiritual uh, strength and ability to walk through those areas, so that there's there's real change and growth in their life. Yeah, I'll absolutely do that. Before I do that, John, I just want to say one thing. Okay, if someone's life isn't going well, isn't going the way they want, and they haven't made Christ the center. Yeah. I can't think of a better thing to do at the beginning of a new year. Yep. Is to make Jesus the most important thing in your life, the most important person in your life. And that's as easy as just calling out to him, believing that he is who he said he is in his word mm -hmm. and repenting. That it just means turning. And yeah. really that's kind of what we've been talking about today with resolutions. We're yep. turning our back on destructive things. We're changing our way of thinking. We used to think about ourselves. We're changing into a way that we're thinking about Christ. Yep. And so if you haven't made Christ the center of your life, there's not a better time to do that. So let me just take a moment and pray for you and pray for us related to goals, if that's all right. Absolutely. Father, thank you so much for your goodness in our lives. Father, um, the Bible tells us that in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son into the world. So Lord, even in your economy, time was significant. Lord, so in this time, as we go into a new year, Lord, we ask that you would help us. Help us to make wise decisions. Help us to grow. But Lord, we don't want to just, we're not we're not talking about just wanting to make more money or whatever those things are that, that the world thinks of. We're How can we be more like you and how can we be more about doing the things that bring true significance to ourselves, to others, and most of all, to your kingdom? Lord, we want to glorify you. So, Lord, I pray that you'd help um, my brothers and sisters as they think through what's happening in the next year. Lord, I th that you would help them to come up with Christ-centered goals, Lord, that would lead to life transformation that would glorify you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Join us next week when we are going to address a very important topic. Uh, we believe very strongly in the local church here, but we also realize that there are times when we might actually need to leave a church because it's not healthy. And so next week, we're going to talk about what do we need to be looking for if we're considering leaving a church. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed our content, we ask that you would share it, that you would leave a comment where appropriate, and that you would talk to your friends about this and look forward to joining you next week. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. As we start the new year, the constituent care team here at World Challenge is here to pray for you. Give us a call at 1-833-WC-PRAISE. That's 1-833-927-7297. John and Mark will be back next week for a conversation on when you should leave a church. We'll see you next time.